Hello, this is Sarah, the DCE intern at Trinity Lutheran Church in Waconia, Minnesota. We invite you to listen as members of Trinity join together to tell their stories. Remember the Wonders was made to create a sense of community and connection in a time where we can often feel disconnected and alone in the church. It works to connect new and lifelong members to each other through the sharing of their unique and relatable life stories. We encourage our members to seek God and value in their stories, no matter how big or small, referencing 1 Chronicles 16:12. We hope that you join us and remember the Wonders. Joining us today, we have Deanna Eldred. Deanna, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Deanna Eldred. I have been a member at Trinity here for, oh gosh, I guess it's been about 10 years now. Um, I grew up in Wisconsin, followed a boy around the country, <laughs> moved several times, um, and then we ended up back in the Midwest about 10 years ago. So we've been here um, ever since we moved. Um, we now have two children. Um, our daughter is 12 and a son who is eight. Um, so that right there is like one of my biggest needs for God in my life. <laughs> I am a physical therapist. Cool. Um, I work part-time, which is great because I really have a job that I find um, an amazing opportunity to serve other people. Um, it's very fulfilling, and yet I still get to spend a lot of time at home with my family as well. Yeah, that's awesome. On the podcast, we encourage our members to share an impactful story in their life using the question, how do you know God is real in your life? So, Deanna, how do you know that God is real in your life? It's a big question, Sarah. Um, I don't really know where to start. Um, I would say I'd start at the beginning, but then... That would be way too long of a podcast. <laughs> um, so I think what uh, I think what I would like to share is to start out with just um, probably the most recent big event okay. that has happened in my life, and that was um, two and a half years ago. Um, I was out for a run. It was beginning of December, um, and. I had one child who was home from school not feeling well. I got the other one on the bus, and I decided I'm going to go for just a short little run. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't remember even leaving my house that morning. Wow. Um, I was two blocks away. I had just gotten started, and mm -hmm. um, I don't remember any of it. But I think what happened was <laughs> that I slipped on the ice, um, and I hit the back of my head. I wow. fractured my skull in two places, um, ended up with a brain bleed, and was in the ICU for a couple of days. Um, wow. It was um, a really scary time for me at times. And one of the things that um, just has been hard for me is that even in gosh probably like the first month after it happened there's so much that I just don't remember it's like a yeah. time period in my life that that I kind of lost mm -hmm. um and feeling so vulnerable and out of control mm -hmm. um having to rely on other people for everything was really hard for me, um, especially since I'm kind of one of those people. I maybe have a bit of an issue with control. <laughs> I like to be in, in control. 
um, even with things that I probably shouldn't try to control. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, and I think in that whole experience, that was one of the biggest one of the biggest lessons that I learned was that um, it was an opportunity for me to realize that that there is very little, if anything, in this life that I am really in control in of, sorry, and um, to have a time when everything that you thought Mm -hmm. you had is stripped away from you um, and to have to just rely on God and to learn to trust him Mm -hmm. um, and and to see that he he is in control um, and he can use he can use all of that stuff in ways that I never imagined. Wow, that is that is scary. I couldn't even imagine going through something like that. Um, so kind of like going through the process of that and realizing, okay, God's really in control. How um, or what did that process look like? And how did you kind of like cope through these things and come to peace with it? I think the biggest thing for me was other circumstances that had happened in my life leading up to this over Mm -hmm. several years. I had gotten myself into a position in my life where I had really surrounded myself with with wonderful Christian people. Mm -hmm. And to see how God used his people, used his church to come around not not only just me, but my entire family mm-hmm. and the love and the support and the encouragement that we wow. got through that time uh, was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many people reached out, whether it was, you know, bringing meals, giving me rides to my appointments because I couldn't drive for yeah. a long time. Um little cards and notes and text messages and phone calls that I would get mm-hmm. from people um, just letting me know that they were thinking about me, praying for me, um, and encouraging me. And um, I don't know, that was just something that I had never experienced before. And I mean, I'm a physical therapist. I'm in healthcare. Yeah. I'm a caregiver. Right. Um, it was really difficult for me to have to take that position of somebody who needed help. Mm-hmm. And oh, gosh, I learned so much from that too, just in that we really are designed by God to live in community and we need each other. Um, And it's okay to ask for help, to reach out. And it's not a sign of weakness to do that. Um, And to see how it affected other people also to be able Mm -hmm. to be of service to me when I needed it. Um, I think that was something that somebody had told me like, if somebody offers to help you mm-hmm. and you say no, um, not only are you maybe not getting the help that you need, but it's also taking away from that person an opportunity to use the gifts that God has given them I love that. to serve. I love that. Um, and so that was something that I've really held on to mm-hmm. in the last couple of years, even even though now I'm mostly, mostly back to normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but still holding on to that of being being okay with asking for help and seeing it as 
an opportunity that I may be giving somebody else to Mm -hmm. feel the same way that I do every day at work when I'm able to help somebody. Cool. That's super neat. I like that little last bit about just kind of like enabling other people to use Mm -hmm. their gifts that God has given to them. I think um, so many times people overlook those small little things of just like a little handwritten note or some baked cookies and those kind of things. But those are big ways to serve other people Mm -hmm. when it's needed. Do you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about um, just kind of your involvement in ministry? I know that you Um, are very hands-on and I think that's so awesome the church needs a lot more people that are very hands-on with the church and interacting with it and being the church versus just um, consuming the church so tell us a little bit about that yeah so this is another interesting story in my life kind of how that has evolved Um, I started out shortly after we came to Trinity, I decided I would try teaching Sunday school. Okay. Um, and I was, gosh, I think I started out in the pre with preschoolers, which was, um, it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not entirely my comfort zone, but mm-hmm. it, but it was it was fun, and I did that for for several years, um, and I kind of got to a point where I felt like. I, I needed just a little bit of a, a break from that and maybe looking into some other opportunities. Like mm-hmm. I just felt God kind of calling me into, um, I have something else mm-hmm. for you. And in the time that I was really trying to figure out what that was, um, another great God moment in my life, kind of one of those big mountaintop moments, um, mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to go on a mission trip to Guatemala cool. with a group from Trinity here. Mm-hmm. Um, and long story, I won't tell the whole story, but <laughs> what I will say is the message that I came away from in that whole experience was a message of encouragement. And I saw the people around me who encouraged me to take a step to do something that I mm-hmm. wasn't sure about, but kind of felt God calling me to, even though. Yeah. Um, I could come up with every excuse in the book why I shouldn't. <laughs> yes. Um, God's so going to call you right out of that. Yeah, yeah. People encouraging me. And then it was a, there was a moment when I was in um, Guatemala where one of the things we did there was we taught VBS. Okay, okay. So here I am in a country, a little community with I don't know. I don't even know how many kids were there. A lot. Mm-hmm. It seemed like hundreds. Probably wasn't that many. But, <laughs> but a lot of little kids who spoke a different language than mm-hmm. I did. So um, it was sort of just chaos, <laughs> but really a lot of fun. And I remember at one point, I was standing up in front, and I was looking over this sea of young people. Mm-hmm. And I just had this overwhelming, like, feeling of the physical presence of God and this wow. voice in my head just, I just saying got goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> just just this, kind of this voice in my head that said you are where I want you to be right now. Wow. And oh, I'm getting goosebumps too. <laughs> um and and it became very clear to me during that trip that um my job in that community there was not to look at what I thought their problems were and try Mm -hmm. to fix them. Um, And God really revealed to me that 
I was just as, if not broken, than all the stuff that I was seeing there. Mm -hmm. But my job was to come along beside these people and just encourage them. Mm -hmm. And once I got home and I did a lot of time kind of reflecting on that week, I really started looking for ways that I could continue that encouragement Mm -hmm. here with my family, with my church, at my job. Um, And that kind of drew me into another ministry outside of Trinity, um, but into a a leadership position in a Bible study that, again, I did for for a few years and uh, was really a very uncomfortable, amazing experience. Mm -hmm. I find that God uses these really uncomfortable things for me um, just to to grow me Mm -hmm. in ways that I never imagined. Um, and now over the last couple of years, I've kind of gotten that, I've been getting that message from him again, as I've been going through Bible studies and, and prayer and just conversations mm-hmm. with him, this, these little seeds that keep getting planted yeah. and, and it keeps coming back to, to youth ministry again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I started out with preschoolers, um, but I'm kind of feeling this pull maybe into a different area, but still Mm -hmm. um, this idea that I can use these gifts of encouragement that I've been given to help kids um, grow in their faith Mm -hmm. like like I've been able to. Hopefully, hopefully I can do that. (laughs) Um, And I don't know, it's just been interesting because I bet it's been over the last three years, every once in a while this comes up, you should do something in youth ministry, you Mm -hmm. should get into youth ministry. Um, and a while back, my husband was like, okay, you've been talking about this for a couple of years. Yeah. I think you need, to, <laughs> uh-huh. you need to do something with that. So, um, so I, you know, that's kind of my next journey that I'm really mm-hmm. excited about and looking forward to is, um, opportunities that are, that I see opening up around me that I can step into. Yeah. And you know, that's totally going to like you're not going to be able to slide past me. I like, know. And now it's on me. a podcast that everybody's yes. going to listen to. Trinity, you are <laughs> holding her accountable right now. <laughs> we are looking at our newest uh, youth ministry volunteer. <laughs> cool. Um, do you want to jump back and tell us a little bit about this Bible study that you were a part of and jumping into um, another uncomfortable position? Yeah, so that was, um, I've been a member of, BSF, Bible Study Fellowship, for, gosh, I think it's been like seven years now. And um, God's perfect timing, right? All the time. These little (laughs) um, doors open at just the right time Mm -hmm. and close at just the right time. Um, But when I got back from my trip to Guatemala, Mm -hmm. um, I was approached and asked if I would prayerfully consider taking a leadership position within that ministry. And at the time, logistically, I could not do it. Mm -hmm. I had to be available on Mondays for a leaders meeting and I was working on Mondays and, but I met with the, uh, with the teaching leader at the time and I told her my situation. I told her, you know, we talked a lot about BSF. I told, was telling her about my, my trip and this whole, like, what I was referring to me, what I was referring to as my journey of encouragement. Mm -hmm. And she's like, that is exactly what we need. Like 
you're not here to to teach you are just here to come alongside these women and encourage them Mm -hmm. and um like i said well right now like logistically i can't do it but i will continue to pray about it and a couple of months later after this meeting with her um, we had some staffing changes at my work Mm -hmm. and with those staffing changes came kind of some shifting around of schedules and all of a sudden hey i'm not working on mondays anymore wow imagine that (laughs) and so it was just yeah it was just that um you know that perfect timing and not trying to push things or have my own agenda, but just saying, okay, God, if this is where you want me, I know mm-hmm. that you will make it happen. And and seeing how things just perfectly fell into place yeah. was really neat. That's awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what this Bible study is? I know that I've heard quite a few people mention it to me, mm-hmm. but could you share a little bit more about it for those who... I've never heard of it before. Okay, so BSF, it's real. I love it. It's been great for me in my, just growing in my faith. Um, It's an international organization, so there are groups all over the world. um, And every year, they do a very in-depth Bible study. It's 30 weeks long, I believe. um, And it'll really dig into... A lot of times it's one book of the Bible, but then they have some that are like the life of Moses, Mm -hmm. where you'll go through a lot of Old Testament stuff. But then, um, you know, they'll do Matthew or John or Revelation. Um, And some of that stuff was things that when I was when I was younger, not even just when I was like a youth, but even when Mm -hmm. I was young in my in my faith, um, parts of the Bible that I was kind of scared of. Yeah. And I wouldn't read because I didn't understand them. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand the relevance. Um, and the second, I think it was the second year I was in there, we did the life of Moses. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to read all this Old Testament stuff. What am I going to do? Yeah. Um, but it was so eye opening for me. Mm-hmm. It was the first time that I really understood how everything in the Old Testament just points to Jesus Mm -hmm. and all those little aha moments that I experienced during that study the connections that I was able to make Mm -hmm. um, was just I don't know it was amazing I remember you know I had always heard growing up oh you are the your body is the temple of God and yeah but I didn't really understand exactly what that meant and I remember learning about the tabernacle. Okay. And um, and it just like I was thinking about this this tabernacle, this dwelling, like you know that's what God is dwelling mm-hmm. with you. And I just again had kind of one of those moments where I really felt God just say to me, "You are my tabernacle." Hmm. And wow. like so, those kind of connections I think are just something that. Yeah. Um, that I've gotten from just really digging deeply mm-hmm. into scripture, making connections. Um, you know, here's something that happened in the Old Testament, and how does that point to Jesus? And mm-hmm. here's something, you know, something that happened in the New Testament. Now, here's how Jesus fulfilled a prophecy yeah. back here. So, um, and that was one of the things too, where when I got invited into leadership, you know, mm-hmm. I had been. I had been in that study for several years 
and I saw the impact that it was having on mm-hmm. my growth and and just wanting to be able to give back so that other women could experience yeah. that same mm-hmm. that same thing that I was neat yeah that's super awesome and uh, when we were first meeting about the podcast you told me this super cool connection between the bible study and the podcast so oh do you want to jump into that yeah so one of my favorite things about this bible study is um the study is laid out there are six days and the first day of the week there's always two questions and the first question is how have you seen god working in the last week and then the second question is kind of a what were some big takeaways that you had Mm -hmm. from last week and then the sixth day question is always um, kind of a reflection back on you know either what was something that was very impactful what's something that you're going to implement into your life how can you do this what was an attribute of god something like that so at the end of the year i have kind of made it a habit to Mm -hmm. go back and spend some serious time just digging through everything that I learned during that Bible study because it's Mm -hmm. so much that I don't retain it all very well. But my favorite things to do are to go back and look at that, Mm -hmm. that first question especially, how have you seen God working in your life? And I'll back up just a bit and say that since you started this podcast, my daughter has been on my case, like, Mom, you should do this, you should do this. <laughs> and, no, I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I was in this process of going back and looking at all these things that I had just seen over the last year mm-hmm. of God working, how I had seen, you know, how he had guided me, how he had comforted me, um, and little things. Some were big things, some were little things, answers to prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I'm not lying. I was doing this when I got this notification. You have an email from Sarah. <laughs> and and I opened up the email, um, and it was an invitation to do the podcast, you know, Remember the Wonders. And I was like, this is, again, just God's perfect timing mm-hmm. where I am currently in the process of just looking back over the last year. Mm-hmm. Not even the big things, but the little things that I see every week yeah um and remembering those wonders of of how i've seen Mm -hmm. god in my life and in the lives of the people around me yeah that's just so crazy (laughs) so cool when you told me that i was like it was a sign there's no way you can say no now (laughs) do you want to go ahead and share maybe like a few of those that like stuck out to you oh sure okay so um, there's one in particular that I've really been thinking about a lot, just as I've been trying to decide what would I, what do I have to share on this podcast. I will say that one, one way that God speaks to me a lot um, is through music. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give a little shout out to Jeremy <laughs> on, on this one because there was a, there was a couple of weeks where just things were, I mean, it's been a hard year for everybody. Right. And there were a couple of weeks where I was really struggling. And when I got to that question, how have you seen God working? One week I just wrote, I'm not. Like, I'm struggling Mm -hmm. to, Mm -hmm. God, I'm struggling to see you. And I was really praying about that. Like, open my eyes um, so that I can see you because I I just felt, it was kind of one of those periods where I felt like I I wasn't connecting with God and he was very distant. Mm -hmm. Um. 
that I'm going to, oh, I'm getting goosebumps already. <laughs> that Sunday in church, we sang Waymaker. Mm-hmm. And I just remember coming to that line where they say, even when I don't see you, you're yeah. working. Yeah. And and again, just this kind of this overwhelming feeling of peace that came over mm-hmm. me when I was singing those words and being like, okay, God, I, I'm struggling right now, yeah. but I know that you are here and I yeah. know that you are working. Um, and we all go through those, those times. Mm-hmm. Um, but just that reminder to, to keep searching, to keep reading, keep studying, keep praying. Yeah, definitely. Um, and eventually I got through that and mm-hmm. was back to seeing some of those, some of those amazing things. Um, my kids are going to laugh if they listen to this because <laughs> one of the other things that they, it's kind of become a joke in our house. I, I have a thing about reflections. Okay. Um, on a still day, I love to be by water and see things reflected mm-hmm. in the water. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's usually I'm out for a run in the early morning and I'm looking mm-hmm. at how beautifully the trees are reflecting. Yeah. And it's such a reminder to me of of my job, how I'm supposed to just be a reflection cool. of Jesus. Um, and so one day I was out really early in the morning running and the moon was full and it was bright and it was beautiful. And... I got to thinking about this whole idea of, oh, the moon is beautiful, but really the moon is just reflecting the sun. Mm. And of course, I have a thing about the sun too, and I come up with all sorts of (laughs) things about, you know, the sun and the sun, Jesus, Mm -hmm. Um, but how the moon was reflecting the sun. And then again, how I am supposed to reflect the sun, but there was more to it that morning. Like I know I've had that thought before, but that particular morning I was thinking about how you only see that in all of its beauty and glory and radiance when it's yeah. dark. Yeah. And so sometimes when people are going through hard times and they're mm-hmm. going through a dark time, that is when my reflecting Jesus can be like seen in all of its glory and brilliance mm-hmm. and, and beauty in their life. And at the time, there was something going on in, in my life, somebody that was going through a really hard time. Um, and that was super impactful for me to just have that realization yeah. um, that I wasn't going to be able to fix their problems, mm-hmm. um, but I just needed to love them yeah, and show them Jesus. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. So it's the little things like yeah. it's the little things like that. Kind of like the rainbow too. Like BSF this year was a study on Genesis, and so mm-hmm. there was you know the the talk of the rainbow. Um, and at one point somebody had said, you know, when you see those colors of the rainbow, like those colors are always there, but you don't see it until after the storm. Mm-hmm. And you know, so sometimes you have to go through those hard times. Yeah in order to to see what's mm-hmm. what's beautiful at the end of it. This is like so, so blowing my mind right there. <laughs> that was so deep and profound. I really, really love that imagery of just like the moon shines brightest in the darkest reflecting. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. And it reminds me of something that I heard um, a few months ago and it was talking, it was probably another podcast and they were talking about how 
the same way that people are buried in the ground after they've passed is the same way that we plant a flower. So we have that same analogy where it's like, even in like the lowest of places is where something grows and something beautiful is coming over and that's like graves into gardens. Mm. So I like that. Just in the darkness, that's the same place that beautiful things and the sun can be reflected. Yeah, and it's just, you know, when you see, I look around and I see the beautiful creation and I'm always like thinking, how can I see God Mm -hmm. in his creation and the intricacy and how things work together and how beautiful it is. But then sometimes he really does use his creation for me to really yeah just I don't know give me those again those little aha moments Mm -hmm. here's a little nugget for you to remember yeah yeah and uh, I want to jump back to something that we were talking about even before we started recording the podcast and how you had all these uh, God moments almost every single week and how you could see them because you had been looking for them and we kind of put it to like how you like buy a car and all of a sudden everybody else has that car or you're like I've never seen a yellow car before but now that you're looking for yellow cars you see yellow cars every single place that you're looking and so I love the habit of sitting down every single week and writing down how did I see God this week or how did I see that yellow car Mm -hmm. this week and the more you're searching for those things the more you're going to see those things yeah and you know I would I love the idea of journaling, but mm-hmm. I am, I'm not good at doing it consistently. Um, actually, I just, I just finished filling up a journal, which I bought before I got married, <laughs> which we're coming up on 15 years this summer. So it's taken me a long time to fill up this journal. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the stuff that I write down are things that like, as I'm studying the Bible, I have to write things down, mm-hmm. whether it's in the margins on my Bible or sometimes on another sheet of paper. Yeah. Um, but, but for me, even though I'm maybe not as super as disciplined as I would like to be mm-hmm. with that, it still is just enough so that I can, so that I can go back and see yeah. that because... Um, I have these big, I have these big moments, you know, my, my head injury, the trip to Guatemala, like these really pivotal times in my life. Um, and yet I'm still prone to get sucked into all the busyness and distractions of Mm -hmm. everyday life. And it's so easy to forget that stuff. Yeah. And what I find is that when I go, when I do go back and reflect on some of the little things that I see mm-hmm. on a weekly basis, um, it very often brings me back to those big moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and just remembering that, uh, I guess, like I said, the, the big thing for me in the last several years has been um, God's in control. And a lot of times mm-hmm. I look around me right now at the world and it's so chaotic and uncertain and gosh, sometimes just, I'm overcome with sadness sometimes when I see what's going on around Mm me. Um, And to not get sucked into that, but just to remember, um, you know, God's promises. And Mm -hmm. for me, um, the thing that I've really held on to is just that promise of his presence. Yeah. Um, And um, for me, that's that's the biggest promise that he gives me. Right. And and that's what keeps me going through some of these tough times. Mm-hmm. And even through the good times. Like, it's easy sometimes to 
lose sight of his presence in the good times. Um, right. So, so it's a good practice, and I and I do that sometimes with my kids too. We'll we'll go through okay for two weeks. We're going to write down three things that we're grateful for at the end of every day. Yeah, um, I like that. <laughs> and it's just interesting how when you do that, even for a short time, it does help you to see that stuff. Like, it's hard at first to see it, mm-hmm. um, but the more you do it, the more you see things and you see them from a different perspective, I think. And that's yeah. just becomes more obvious, like, oh, oh, there's God. Yeah. Yeah. And remembering all of these things and keeping God consistent in your life or keeping a consistent awareness of God in your life, because God is always consistent mm-hmm. in your life, but we're not always aware <laughs> of it. Um, do you have a Bible verse or anything that you held on to that helps keep you kind of focused on God and that kind of thing? Yeah. So, um, there are so many wonderful, amazing Bible verses, and I think one that has meant a lot to me recently, and again, there's another story behind this because it was one of those things during the year that I looked back on where um, there was something that I was studying, and this this verse came up at that time. Um, and then again, we came to church the next Sunday, and it was the memory verse for Sunday school. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, this is definitely something that I need to hold on to. So it's um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Um, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. And that was just something that, again, during my recovery, especially early in the recovery mm-hmm. um, somebody sent me a card that had that verse in it and it was up on my bulletin board for a really long time. Mm-hmm. It might still be up there. <laughs> um, but just just that remembering that, you know, he's in control and, I, and, and if I just remember to give those, those troubles and those struggles up to him and mm-hmm. trust him that he's got it under control when I feel so out of control, yeah, um, that can really get me get me through a tough day. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, anything else that you want to add? Any encouragement? Any advice that you want to leave with the people? Mm-hmm. You know, I think for me the the biggest the biggest thing that I could say is just to um, maybe try to make it a habit of taking that time and maybe it's every day maybe it's mm-hmm. every week or whatever works for you start out with small goals right mm-hmm. um, but taking that time to write down specific things um, even prayers specific prayers that you mm-hmm. are praying um, sometimes it's hard to see your prayers answered when you can't remember what you were praying for. (laughs) Um, So that's been a big one for me too. But just writing down those, those big things, the times that you see God and the, the times that you've had prayers answered so that you can go back. Um, And then when things get hard and you're struggling um, just to have that, that reassurance, that remembrance of, of how God has always been there and always been faithful and kept his promises even like you said, even when we are not faithful, he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want to add into that um, doing it with somebody else. I like how you said that you kind of involved your family in it as well. And 
probably one of the biggest reasons why you were so consistent in doing this journal was because you were a part of a, a larger group that was mm-hmm. doing this as well. So you had people holding you accountable. And uh, I think over like the past few episodes that I've recorded, like a community has come up multiple times in saying, you should be doing this with other people, with other Christians. And not only is it good for you to remember these wonders, but also it's great for other people to remember them also. So maybe text your friend and encourage them. Hey, like this week, I'm going to write down every single day how I'm seeing God working. You should do this as well so you guys can be doing it together and remembering together. Yeah, and then it's great too because not only are you seeing how God is working in your life, but you see how he's working in other people's yeah. lives too. And um, and that's been great too as I've walked through you know difficult times with, with people that I love um, to be able to share, to share those moments mm-hmm. with somebody. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast for this 10th and final episode of the season. Um, I really appreciate you taking up the challenge and doing something, again, uncomfortable. (laughs) Well, thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. I think this was a great way to um, wrap up the season with a whole list of things that we can remember and just encouraging the congregation to um, remember these things a little bit more intentionally. Um, Trinity, I thank you so much for listening to these past 10 episodes of Remember the Wonders. And I encourage you to um, send me an email or to send emails to other people that have been on the podcast to connect with them. Um, and let me know if you are interested in another season of Remember the Wonders. Before I forget, Deanna, do you want to share how people can connect with you after the podcast? Um, certainly I you know probably the best way um, is just to look for me at church I am typically at the later service here on Sundays Mm -hmm. I rarely miss a weekend except if we're out of town (laughs) but um, if you're not comfortable and you would rather um, reach out to me um, email is fine, but I will tell you that like right now I have 110 unread emails in my inbox. <laughs> so I check my e- email about twice a week, but I will get back to you. It might just not be right away. Um, so my email address is um, Deanna L, it's my middle initial, Eldred, so D-E-A-N-N-A-L-E-L-D-R-E-D at gmail.com. Perfect. And I'll toss that down in the description below as well so you guys can find it. Again, thank you so much for joining us and listening to the stories. And thank you, Trinity, for sharing your stories and stepping up to the challenge. We hope that you continue to walk throughout your life and remember the wonders. Bye.